So this wasn't really the plan, Rob, was it? It wasn't, no. It's uh, Monday morning. We used to do this, actually. When we first started, we did uh, we did kind of a, a morning recording, didn't we? Which was through choice, whereas this is more through desperation because we've been off the the podcast airwaves for so long. Although we, that, we weren't supposed to be, were we? We were supposed to be here on Saturday and it didn't really happen. But it did happen, actually. That's, that's incorrect. Yeah, just a series of unfortunate series of unfortunate events wasn't it so you your crew all got the chicken pox and all shingles yep so we had to cancel that week and then the following week our guest was ill so we rescheduled for another week and then we finally got together did an amazing show that was what nearly two hours yep and then the the recording was balked yeah, it was the the longest show, and I think one of the best we've done. And also, in, and this is nothing against our previous guests who are all wonderful, but it was probably our <laughs> one of our biggest guests, wasn't it? Really, um, yeah. And the the uh, <laughs> I'd love to be able to, to be able to blame someone, but I can't really, apart from myself, because it's it's my podcast and I should be managing it properly. But um, we didn't have a backup recording, <laughs> and I hadn't really pre warned the guest to uh, be ready to record locally at his end. And it, yeah, it was just a catalogue of, of problems, really, wasn't it? And um, it was horrible. When, when, the audio, when, he, when he sent the audio through, um, I heard it. And it was one of those moments when you think, no, that can't be right. This, this doesn't happen. Because I've never really lost anything, I shouldn't say this, any, touch wood, anything <laughs> meaningful. There's been instances where I've forgotten to press, you know, hit the record on the audio or whatever for a video, but it's fairly small instances and things that you can rec- recover quite quickly. Um, so I've never lost a sig- an entire piece of content, basically, which is just completely unsalvageable. So th- when I first heard the audio, I thought, no, that's not, that, no, that can't, just isn't a thing, can't be possible. Um, and there were two versions of it. There was a, a single track from the mic. So that's one that I listened to first and thought, okay, that's not, that's clearly wrong. But there was another version, which was there, which was the um, yeah the left left and right main output. So I thought may- maybe that will be okay, knowing full well that it wouldn't be. And obviously that was exactly the same. And the issue, I think you heard it as well, didn't you? Which is that the every other word was just not there because it for, for whatever reason the SD card couldn't keep up. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't even think we can blame Road for it because it was it was a Road podcaster. I think it was just a bad SD card. Which these things happen, don't they? Pro Procaster. Procaster two. In Did fact. I call it? Yeah, sorry, Procaster two. Oh, is it? No, hang on. Is that is that what it's called? Maybe it's called Rodecaster. So the mics. Did I get it right? So the the microphones, the Rode microphones, are called Podcaster. They are. But he, the the it, we, we, the mixing desk thingy. It is called a Rodecaster. It's just Rodecaster. Yeah. Just a Rodecaster. Rodecaster Pro two was the piece of equipment. But yeah, we're not naming and shaming because it's not the fault of no. the the mixing desk. Not it's, it's the no SD one's... card. It's just no one's fault. It's just a horrible. But um, it was horrendous. And uh, yeah, and I, I was upset about it. I think you were upset about it. And the person who <laughs> was at the other end was upset about it as well. But you can't you can't cry over spilt milk. This thing happens, unfortunately, and you just have to crack on. Um, we won't mention who the guest was either, because he is coming back on next next week. I think I've got that right. Um, and he's a he's a great chap who. Um, <laughs> It's one of those things, it's a bit like the, the kind of alleged lost um, series of um, Faulty Towers, which apparently exists. That that episode of 8 or 16 is now consigned to the history books. And there were some people who heard it beyond us because we had people from the Discord server there. So if you heard that, you're you're a member of a very special little club. It will never be aired, ever. <laughs> I have no idea if next week's will be any better but or, or as good. Um but we will see, definitely. So yeah, that was that. That's why we're here now. Uh, and I suppose because we've we've been away for so long, there's been quite a lot. A lot. A lot's happened, doesn't it? Or has it? Um, it has. It hasn't. There's. I don't think there's anything like hugely exciting happened because it's been about a month now, hasn't it? Since since we sat down and had a chin wag. It has. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. But, well, it was, well, let's start off with what you've been up to. So you tried to break your M2 Pro Mac Mini, didn't you, by putting an absurd number of tracks into Logic? I did, yeah. Yeah, I, I tried it twice. And um, 
I can't really break it. It's an incredible, incredible machine. Uh, so the, the, the first one, we'll, we'll put links to these uh, videos in the description, but um, yeah, the first one was, uh, it was very, you can imagine my, my sort of testing, very sort of belt and braces. Um, literally set up Logic Pro, had a bunch of tracks, some of which had audio on them and some had MIDI data and stuff in, um, and just started copying them, just kind of duplicated what was on there. And it included a lot, a lot of stuff like, you know, Omnisphere and Artoria stuff and Waves plugins and all the all these kind of um, fairly heavy-duty uh, things. And it just... What, what amazed me the most is that you just hit duplicate, you know, 10 times, and it would just do it. And it would load all that stuff, obviously, into memory or somewhere else. Um, and you could play it back. You could hit spacebar and everything would start straight away. And more importantly, there was no fan noise from the from the Mac. There, it didn't. It got marginally warm towards the end, but not, not much. Um, and you could carry on making music with it. It was just incredible. The, the, the problem with that first test, as, as a lot of people pointed out in, in the... In the um, in the comments section was that I didn't put any MIDI data on certain tracks. And to really stress the, the computer, you've got to get it to do something. So I did another test basically and did the exact same thing, had this big arrangement, but made sure that all of the duplicated tracks had stuff on them, whether it be audio or uh, MIDI data. And I think I got to something like 70, 77 tracks and an hour of music. So an, a, a timeline with an hour's worth of terrible music on it um and it was still working but by that point it was getting a little bit laggy you know the the um the meters on the uh, the mixer were kind of not particularly reliable um but you could what was still amazing one you could hit the space bar and immediately it would start playing and two again no heat no not a, an ounce of fan noise um and it's hard to, to i suppose unless you know about this stuff it's hard to kind of um, get your head around what that means because I'm, I've made music you know personally for, for years and years and years and I've dealt with some very crap computers to, to, to do it to, you know, to do it with to the point where you have to you know kind of um, sort of temper your ambitions with it not have too many tracks not add too many effects not add too many plugins and stuff so to have 70 whatever it was tracks all with all, all these plugins and you know uh, virtual instruments and stuff running and it still be workable on a machine that cost 1400 quid is just crazy uh, to be fair the m1 was pretty good as well have you tried it have you tried exporting that project onto your old one <laughs> i haven't no the problem with these sort of tests i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it still play i think it probably would to be fair yeah the, the problem with these <laughs> tests is they take ages to set up because you've got to get everything installed and there's loads of licenses and things and i can't really be bothered now but i, I think we can probably just assume like you say that it would it would fare pretty well i think the m2 pro would have the edge over it I would, I would guess just based on the number of cores and things and but who knows you know that m1 m1 version as you know is a is a hell of a hell of a mac isn't it yeah i I've, I'm not motivated in the slightest to upgrade. I'm I'm, very, I'm curious to see what happens with M3 because that'll be a proper new three nanometer. You know, there, there should be significant gains in terms of power efficiency and speed because the M2 is just an overclocked M1 with some extra stuff on it. I, yeah. I know that anyone that actually understands how, how chips are designed will shout at me for saying that. It's, it's a gross oversimplification, but I mean, it, it, it's not like... A whole new process. No. So, yeah. Did you used to like read sound on sound back in the day? Yeah, huge reader of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't anymore. So but. I'm just just thinking back to crap music production. <laughs> back in the day, I had I had a Teratech EWS sixty four. Okay. Do you, do you no, what that? was that? Oh, the, the sound on sounds loved that. So that was, that was a, a sound card uh, onto which you could put a, a memory card and use it as a sampler. Okay. And load sound banks so you could put like you know really nice grand piano or whatever it is that you needed on there um that so that that uh that yeah that's back in the days of isa remember the isa slots god yeah yeah I had a lot of them with them um, and it had uh it had a five and a quarter inch um interface that you could put in into your case and it, it came in an aluminium flight case okay but um yeah, no, just to, just to think that you had to do all of that faff oh. before. Didn't, and now, 
the way things are is amazing. I remember when I first started using Logic, which would have been probably, it was the PC days actually, when Logic was still owned by eMagic, which would have been, what, late 90s probably, uh, sort of mid to late 90s. Um, back then you had to, because the, the machines you were running it on were so comparatively slow to what we have today, you have to off- offload a lot of this stuff to the hardware. So I remember getting a Korg Triton, which was my dream synth at the time saved up for it and got it um and realized quite quickly that i couldn't there was no way i could get the whatever pc i had at that time which was probably self-built and pretty terrible and um, i couldn't use that to to produce the music i wanted to by using all of the sounds from the triton so i had to basically offload all the processing to the triton and use the kind of built-in sequencer in there to do the sampling and and everything and, and just basically use the the pc as a as a midi trigger and um yeah but to think how and that's a long time ago in fairness um but even sort of into the 2000s and the early sort of you know 2010 2011 that that era it was still you know you'd still have to unless you had a big budget for a mac pro or um you know a lot of outboard gear and stuff you'd have to really get creative with what you had access to and what you could do with a, a limited number of tracks and and things like that whereas now i think I mean, although that, that that test that I ran is completely unrealistic, very 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 few people will, will ever do that um, in, in terms of the number of tracks and the sheer number of plugins and you know uh, virtual instruments I, I was using. But the fact you can do that reveals that there's no limit really to creativity. You know, if you've got a, a, a fairly decent budget for a Mac, but not huge, if you've got you know, fourteen hundred quid to spend, or like we say, if you can only afford an M one M one Mac Mini. You can do some. There's no. There's no longer a limit to what you can do in terms of, you know, technically with this stuff, and that you know that applies to, not just not just music, but video production. I guess it you know applies to development stuff as well. Your know, programming, um, it's really exciting. It's also quite overwhelming because where do you start? You know, there's just so much you can do with this stuff, and it could be a bit um, a bit overwhelming for for people that are coming to it for, you know, for the first time. Who knows. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? So, yeah, so, I mean, again, thinking back to, to the good old days, did you, uh, were you ever aware of the Aardvark Q10? The name rings a bell. You might have to remind me what uh, that was. So that was, uh, an, uh, I think it had like eight inputs. That, that, so that was an out, outboard audio interface, but it had really good preamps. Um and yeah, so I'm just thinking, I remember thinking, because this would have been, again, early 2000s, I'm thinking how incredible it was to be able to record eight tracks at the same time. Yep. Uh, digitally, because obviously before that we all used, uh, oh, what was, the, what was the tape, the eight track everyone had, like Tascam. Oh, Tascam stuff, yeah. Every, everyone everyone had the Tascams before that, didn't they? But yeah, no, so it was be able, be able to record eight crystal clear audio tracks into a computer at home blew my mind in 2001 yeah. and now and, and that thing cost a fortune um, and just to think now you just plug in a USB dongle and you get in 24 bit 96 kilohertz audio no sweat yeah it makes you wonder where we go from here doesn't it and we, we talked about this actually in, in the last episode didn't we a bit a little bit with our guests that um, it does make you wonder where we go from here with things like the Mac Pro and the M3 chip, and these things are so capable. It's yeah, you, know, you are getting to the stage where you're really nitpicking in terms of performance. I think really, you know, we can talk about NAND chip configurations and all this sort of stuff, but mm. they're all really good computers. They're all amazing Macs. You can do so much with them if you look past all the, all the benchmark stuff and all the hyperbole around them. Um, all that stuff is there because as, as tech creators and reviewers, we have to talk about them, but. There's a limit, isn't there? <laughs> it's um, yeah, amazing, absolutely amazing thing. I love this this M2 Pro Mac Mini. I think it's a it's a brilliant. I think for for, for certain um, industries and you know sort of creative uh, businesses and stuff like that, I think it's ap- such a, a no brainer in terms of giving you longevity and um, you know just oodles of, of headroom. It's just incredible. So that was my. So what's yeah? Come well, what, what's next for your studio? Well, this is the thing. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've kind of proved that the audience is there. That was, that was the one thing I wasn't sure about, whether or not there'd be enough people to watch this stuff. But the um, the first video did particularly well. The second one's not doing too badly. Um, 
So I know there's an audience there. It's quite a small niche audience, but I like that. That's that's they're often often the best audiences. But yeah, I'm not sure yet. I, I need to build this out a bit more. It's, it, at the minute, I'm on, on this desk, which I'm doing this podcast on, which is a real kind of make, literally a makeshift IKEA wobbly thing with fairly fairly whirring legs, which could, could go at any moment. Um, so everything's a bit all over the place. And I've got I've got a, a kind of permanent place to put the MIDI controller keyboard on here, and so I want a proper desk and to give it a bit more of a so it looks like a bit like a little you know, mini music studio rather than just a, a random temporary thing. So that's the next stage, really. Uh, but in terms of the content, I'm not sure at the moment. Um, there's all sorts of routes you can take with this. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what, what do you want to see? Is there anything you've, you want me to do? Well, what I, what I want to ask you about is whether or not you've reached out to Roland to yet. see if they'll send you a seaboard. No, I haven't yet. I should do, shouldn't I? Because um, that is cool. It's cropped up in conversation before. It has, yeah. And for those who aren't aware... The the Roly Seaboard is a is a is a MIDI keyboard with rubber keys that are pressure sensitive, so that you can apply vibrato. And in fact, I mean, you can set it up in a number of ways. But the thing that would I would do with it is, is use the vibrato, so you can play the piano like a guitar. I think that would be super fun. <laughs> I will. Oh, and, the, and the thing is, it's all, all the, the, depending on the model, various models are RGB as well. Okay. So it would look good in a thumbnail and B-roll, and it would get people watching because it's just a, it's a shiny thing. It's a very cool looking thing, isn't it? Yeah, they, they do loads of stuff, don't they? They've, they've even got their own, um, uh, yeah, plugins and things as well from the looks of it. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's ROLI. I'll stick a link. Yeah, in the in the notes. Definitely. But yeah, if if I had the time the money and the space i would definitely be investing in a in a seaboard i think rolly stuff definitely yeah I'll well, slightly less interesting sort of things that are out there have you seen the new the the mark ii rode nt1 mic i haven't but you've put a link here so i'll have a look now it's got a wacky combined usb c uh, usb c and xlr jack okay so contained within the footprint of a traditional xlr They've somehow managed to cram a USB socket in there so that you can use either. Okay. Interesting. Which is pretty wild. That is weird, isn't it? How are they, <laughs> oh, it's, within, actually, it's actually within the XLR. Yeah. That is odd, isn't it? That's nuts, isn't Very it? Very clever. So yeah, we'll link to that as well just because it's a curious yeah, thing. definitely. Interesting. I'll take a look at that as well. Um, you've put something here as well about Andy, the Andy Summers guitar sound. Just a weird discovery i found recently because you know i've got these like stupid expensive headphones now yep and i don't know i haven't listened to message in a bottle properly for years it crops up on the radio every day probably uh, you know in the car or whatever but i just i noticed that the the, the main riff has got a harmony okay guitar part and you've never heard it before no i might have to have a listen now then it's it's the weirdest thing. I assumed that it was just because Andy Summers he likes to use you know like flange mm. chorus, uh, or you know it, I I thought that it was I, I was vaguely aware of it, but I thought it was you know sort of like you know phase effect or something. But um, listening to it on the H ninety fives, I realised no, I've I've that I've listened. I must have heard that song a thousand <laughs> times. I never noticed that the the main riff has got a a harmony part how weird and that's down to your your, ex, your expensive headphones uh, i assume so I, I don't know how i've not heard that before so yeah go and, if you haven't listened to it for a while go and check out message in a bottle and listen out for the there's a there, there's a whole separate part slightly lower in the mix that i'd never noticed before now you said that there was something i listened to recently on the airpods pro 2 funnily enough I'm, this isn't another kind of way to try and get you to buy them but um there was something I listened to recently. I'm going to have to have a think about this while we talk about other stuff. But the exact same thing where I heard something in a record that I've I'd, I've listened to for years and years and years and thought, I had no idea that was there. I'm going to have to think what that was. I might have to look at my... Is there a listening history on Apple Music? I don't know if it tells you what you've listened to, does it? Um, that's really made me think of that as well. That's really going to bug me. I might have to come back to that. But the same thing where a lot of these, even like fairly cheap, I mean, obviously the AirPods Pro 2 are a lot cheaper than your your fancy, fancy expensive headphones. But um, they are, in terms of clarity, they do pick out stuff that you don't, you may not necessarily hear on other, you know, on previous generation AirPods. That was definitely something recently. I'm going to have to have a think about that. What, what, what are your favourite headphones so this, is it at the moment? Is it still the PX8s? Um, 
I think so. I was using them earlier, actually, to be uh, funny enough. But um, I think so. Yeah. I mean, there's not been anything since then, really, that's kind of wowed me quite as much. The Barties, obviously, you know, the Focal Barties were just uh, amazing. Um, I've still got those as well, but I haven't used them much. But um, I think as an overall package, the PX8s are still up there. Still no joy blagging some H95s out of Bang & Olufsen. No, I'm sure they're not, but if Bang & Olufsen are listening to this, we keep trying, guys, and for some reason they have <laughs> no interest, which is utterly bizarre when you look at the numbers that I'm generating for their competitors, and there's loads of people asking for me to review them. And I refuse to buy them. And I, you've been very kind to offer me yours as a, as a you know, quick loaner, but, um, which is very kind of you, but um, I'd, I'd much, yeah, I'd, be, I'd feel safer <laughs> taking a pair from, from the manufacturer. But uh, no, not yet, because... But I, I'm very curious, definitely. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the PX8s are just, uh, they're lovely. But I still want the McLaren edition. That's the... Well, so that, that, the reason I'm asking, so essentially I, I want to know if the PX8s sound as good as or better than my H95s. Yeah. Because I really do want that McLaren edition because <laughs> it's beautiful. What is it about it? Because it's just a different colour, isn't it? It just—it's it's just got an orange stripe on it. But that's that's all you need, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it just looks <laughs> a bit like a McLaren car, doesn't it? That's, that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> the exact same pair of headphones. It's how they get you. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what? I mean, actually, on the subject of headphones, I, I you know I gave my nothing phone one to my dad. Yeah. Um, here, it, coincidentally, around the, the time of the launch of the Nothing Ear 2s, which was on the 23rd of March. Did you watch that event? I haven't watched it, no. No. It was quite fun. Yeah. So they got Carl Pay, Mr. Nothing, to... Uh, they, they, they built replicas of all the big YouTuber sets. Okay. So they built an MKBHD set <laughs> and a Mr. Who's the Boss and an iJustine set. And they replicated everything. Like they, they researched like the lenses and the cameras, uh, uh, the lighting, and they completely replicated all of them. They had Carl Pay pretend to be these, these YouTubers. And then at the end of it, uh, Marcus Brownlee made a cameo appearance. Amazing. So he, he, he there, there was just a skit, you know, like a Marvel post credit scene. <laughs> yeah. There was him at the end watching Carl Pay be him <laughs> and then clicking the thumbs down and just like, come back when, you, when the phone two's out, I'm not interested. Brilliant. That was very funny. So anyways, I, I, I really like the Nothing brand. I do, yep. Um, I was super sceptical when they first came out because I just, I find Carl Pay's delivery and his sort of mystique and I, I just it just grates it irritates me um but i can't i can't knock the products they're really good anyway long story short i got my dad some nothing ear twos to go with his nothing phones nice. uh they turned up last week and uh, he absolutely loves them oh lovely oh brilliant has he has he had anything prior to that has he been like an airpods guy or no so uh, he had uh some of the the, the fancier anchor sound core oh uh, yeah I think, yeah, which is similar sort of money, sort of you know north of a hundred quid. Mm. So you know, not not like not fancy, but not cheap, yeah, crap either. Um, and yeah, he's, he thinks these are amazing. <laughs> That's great, though. Isn't it? I mean, like you say, I mean, uh, price wise, how much were the Nothing Ear Twos? They're not that expensive, are they? A uh, hundred and twenty nine pounds. That's not bad, is it? Which is not bad, considering. I mean, they've got, you know, they've got they've got. ANC, mm. the the case you can charge wirelessly, but the, the this new one, the sort of the big new thing with the Nothing Ear Twos is they've got like a personalised sound thing where they'll fire some bleeps and bloops in your ear hole and measure the response. Well, no, in actual fact, they're they're doing it slightly differently. So I don't know if you, uh, it's it came up on the show previously. The the newer phones. Remember the newer phones, the sort of overhear headphones yes. with the with the in ear sort of yep. appendage. <laughs> so they, they they the way they did it was they had like a bunch of mics in there and they would fire some bleeps and bloops into your ear and me- measure the the response and then tailor the sound to your particular ear canal. The way this one works is it plays some pink noise and a, a series of tones. Then you have to fire an app tell it when you can hear the tones and then it, it from that can work out 
where where your hearing is good and mm. not so good and compensate for that um and i it's going to vary from person to person obviously but my dad said that it made a profound difference oh, wow. to the sound wow so he did the, he did the test and um interesting yeah so thumbs up from from my dad on the nothing ear twos um i don't know that i would get some in myself no they don't uh, they don't interest me enough for that personally i'd like to review them well well so i've seen some reviews of people comparing them head to head with the airpods pro 2s and clearly the noise cancellation is not going to be up to snuff the transparency mode is not going to be up to snuff but for certain genres of music they're actually there or thereabouts interesting Okay, well, I'm trying to get hold of a pair as we speak, so I, I would like. I think that's the biggest comparison for me. But like you say, the the ANC and the um, transparency mode is just Apple have got that completely licked, haven't they? Um, just, you know, no, no one else comes close to that. I don't understand why. So not even my not even my H95s. The H95s, it's good, it's decent. The transparency mode is fine, and the the ANC is fine, but it's not. It's not AirPods Max. Level. I don't understand why no one else can do it. I've, I've tried so many pairs of headphones. I've got, I've got a bunch of earbuds that I need, need to start working on, actually, and um, I, I can guarantee none of them will be any good either when it comes to... Not 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 any good, but they won't be anywhere near as good as what Apple can do with this stuff. It's just... Um, That's because they're all, they're all, all other manufacturers <coughs> are using off-the-shelf Qualcomm hmm. chips, aren't That's they? That's true, yep. Whereas Apple make their own H you know, headphone-specific chips so they can do some stuff that other people can't. Exactly. It's, uh, it's, it's tough going for the rest of them, isn't it? But, but yeah. Uh, well, in other nothing news, yes. actually, the, uh, there are, have you been seeing the sort of breadcrumbs about the Nothing Phone too? Bits and pieces, yeah. So I think the most exciting thing is that, I, I forget who it was at Qualcomm, but someone pretty high up posted and then very quickly removed a post on linkedin confirming that the nothing phone 2 will have a snapdragon 8 gen 1 so you know the, the oh. previous generation snapdragon 8 interesting okay so that'd be quite good yeah well it's a great chip there's no no problem with that is there really it's um hmm, okay was, was that all was that the, the main kind of thread of the um the leak was it was, was there anything else was that was that it that that that's that's all that is you know from a from a reliable source. There's the usual <laughs> sort of you know rumours about this, that, and the other. Yeah. But yeah, we'll no, that, that, I think that's the thing I'm most excited about this year. Actually, oh, yeah. more excited than the the silly, um, whatever Apple's Apple VR face thing. Yeah. Did you hear about their secret meeting last week? I didn't. Yeah, know. Mark Gurman, the, the Germanator, on his um, his weekend <laughs> newsletter. That apparently, they had a um, like an all hands, um, what do they call it? They call it a Fight Club meeting. Apparently, which is where it's you know, what, first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. It's the same thing for these meetings where they get all of the executives together. There was a hundred of them apparently, a hundred high profile Apple people, chucked into the Steve Jobs Theatre and shown properly given a demo of this this new mixed reality apparently three thousand dollar headset um yeah that happened uh, last week i think or something like that so we, we see, it sounds like we're getting closer to, to seeing something and I, i'm only interested purely from a content perspective and because it, it, it should in theory be an absolute content machine which is is important um but if i wasn't doing this i couldn't care less <laughs> I mean, as you know, I don't have a massive interest in VR as it is. I've never, I've never tried it, which I know I've got to, and this will force me to do it, obviously. But um, even apart from that, it's not first. Well, so the, the only thing I know about it is that it's apparently going to have a, a mini OLED. That the, the each eye, each this going to have two displays, one per eye, obviously, um, and it's they're going to be mini OLED. So obviously everyone's like getting excited about mini LED at the moment, aren't they? But yeah, these are mini OLED and, it's, and Sony are the only company that make those mm. and they're extraordinarily expensive because they're niche and new and all the rest of it. But the only other place that you can find those is in the PSVR 2. Okay. Interesting. So 
I think you should get one. I think you should sort of acclimatise yourself to VR, to VR. With, a, with a PS5 and a PSVR too. I, as you know, I'm a huge fan of VR. I've, I refuse to play anything that isn't VR now, pretty much. Um, it's, it's, it's more than a... What's the word on It's not a gimmick. No. So it's a real leap in terms of immersion and experience that you just can't you can't get any other way actually being in the game is is a really weird and fun feeling it's just what apple does with that isn't it because like you say being in the game is very much a playstation thing it's very much a that 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 kind of that area isn't it whereas apple isn't interested in gaming whatsoever really um, I'm sure that will have an element. There'll be an element of gaming in this. I'm, uh, I'm sure, but it's what else they do with it. You know, what? What? Why would you spend that much money if that's how much it's going to cost on this thing that you've got to strap to your face? Um, I don't know. I, it's fa- it absolutely fascinates me. This. It still feels well, too the, early. The, for the, them, the, they don't. Yeah, well, it is too early. They don't. They don't want to sell many. That's why it's going to be so expensive. They may even be making a loss on it because those just the displays are several hundred dollars cost yeah and there's two of them well mark german plus all of the r&d and all of that sort of stuff yeah mark german's um article on this kind of said i think he kind of said that they they are expecting to just break even with it really because of those things although they're expecting to sell was it a million of them fairly quickly or something i can't remember what the numbers were but it was quite a lot but um yeah it, it was based on getting this thing out and then they've already, they're already obviously planning a cheaper version and a you know, a version two, which is going to be quicker and all this stuff as, as they do. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. One thing they do have to get sorted out though, because I'm, I'm sure it will play quite a big role in this, in this um, device is Siri. I know we've got this on the list here, which we, I think we skipped past, didn't we? Um, so Siri. Yeah. How's, how's, how's your all Siri all the time experiment going? Oh, she's going off now. She's talking to me now straight away. Um <sighs> So sorry if we set, set that assistant <laughs> off everywhere. We'll we'll use a different. What should we use as a as a name for Apple's assistant? We need something different, don't we? Um, Steve. Steve. Let's call it. Let's call her <laughs> Steve. So um, yeah. So for people that, that don't know, I I went all in with Steve at home. This is going to sound really weird now. <laughs> There's your show title, Richard. Um, yeah, I went all in with Steve at home and basically ripped out the Alexas. So we had an Alexa uh, Echo Studio in the kitchen and an Echo Dot in the dining room. Haven't got a big house at all, but it was just convenient to have them in those two locations. Took them, took the, both those out and put a brand new HomePod in the kitchen and a HomePod Mini, which I've had in this studio since I moved here in a box doing nothing um, in place of the Echo Studio, uh, sorry, Echo Dot in the dining room. And obviously got, obviously got the Apple TV 4K as well, which has got Siri built into it. So in theory, I've got this kind of these three sources for for Siri stuff, and either playing back music or setting timers and doing the stuff that we do with we did with the, with Alexa. Um, and it's really rough. It's a really rough experience, unfortunately. The in terms of um, the, very quickly on the, the audio side of things, I'm, I'm starting to warm a bit more to the to the HomePod. I wasn't that impressed when I first got it, but it's. It's a lot better than the Echo Studio. There's not even a comparison worth making there. Um, whether or not it's any better or as good as the Era, Era 300 from um, Sonos, I'll be finding out very soon. Um, but it's, yeah, sonically, it's great. Really impressed with it. Um, but it's just Siri. Siri is is an absolute mess. <laughs> there's no no... There's two issues. One of them is just how slow Siri is anyway. It's just not very quick to the party with anything. Um, and secondly, the whole... Um, the way that all these different devices interact with one another is, again, a complete mess. You know, if you've got your phone switched on or unlocked um, and you say, hey, Steve, Steve uh, replies on your phone. And I might want it to reply on the HomePod that's just three feet away from me. Um, if you set a timer on your HomePod mini and then ask Steve what, well, what's left on the timer and you happen to be a di- near a different HomePod uh, you know, in, in, the, in the house, it says, oh, sorry, there's no, home, there's no uh, timers set. If you ask uh, Steve to play whatever, you have to get uh, you have to get everything incredibly precisely correct as well. In terms of if you're asking for a radio station, it has to be the exact proper proper name, which is takes forever in Warwickshire. Um, but if you ask for that to play across all speakers, that doesn't work, or it works occasionally. If you ask for it to play just in the kitchen, again, that occasionally works. 
Um, and the length of time Steve takes to answer things is comical at times. Really simple stuff as well, like what's the weather? Hey, Steve, what's the weather tomorrow? You get the, hang on, thinking about it, nearly there. And then eventually he slash she answers. So it's not been a great experience, as you can probably tell. Yeah. I shouldn't be surprised by this, and you're probably not surprised either. <laughs> the only thing that Jen said about it was that uh, Steve is sounds much nicer than Alexa. Much more pleasant. Because uh, Alexa, I don't know if... It, uh, it's de- this obviously isn't a- actually the case, but I don't know if you've found this with Alexa, that she seems to get a little bit more irritable as time goes on. She seems to get a bit more fed up living with you as the longer that you have that relationship. A bit, it, bit tetchy. Um, still very good, but just a bit tetchy. Whereas... Maybe it's early days with with Steve, but he he slash she is being very um just very nice really. All the sounds are nicer as well. You know the, the kind of bongs and things it makes when the timer goes off are quite pleasant. It's just a bit crap. That's the problem. Yeah, I don't know what I can do about it. It just feels so far behind Google Assistant and and Alexa. I think miles behind. Well, in, in the meantime, when you see someone has made a shortcut that allows you to uh, use your voice to talk to chat GPT. You mentioned this. I've not looked at it yet, but... Um, it, so, yeah, yeah I'll, 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 I'm not going to it too much. It's, it's pretty dull. Basically, you sign up for chat GPT, you generate an API key, you download this shortcut, put your API key in, and then you can say, hey, Steve Pro, state your request. And then it'll fire it off to ChatGPT and, and give you the response. Okay. And, you know, assuming that the, there's bandwidth on the server, you know, it might crap out occasionally because everyone is is, is playing with ChatGPT at the moment. Assuming, assuming there is availability, you can and you can you can continue conversations like you can with Google Assistant. Oh, nice. So that's quite cool. So I'll post a link to a video of a guy showing you how to set that up. It's quite fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've, 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 I'll need to have a look at that, I think, really. Because I think AI is the key to this, isn't it? I mean, there's AI built into Steve and all the rest of them already, as we know. But um, I think ChatGPT kind of just re- reveals how how quickly these things need to come to, come up to speed because we can get stuff out of these little web tools that we never could three months ago. And um, it just makes... Steve look even worse I think really it's a shame because I, I do like the idea of having an all all singing all dancing Apple household it makes a lot of sense with Apple music and reminders and yeah we, we are both me and Jen are both iPhone users you know, predominantly um, we love Apple TV I mean Apple TV has been it's been a revelation in our house absolutely amazing there's very very little wrong with that even though I suggested it should be cancelled <laughs> a couple of years ago um, <laughs> completely take that back because it's it's fantastic but again, you know, you know, just to add to the list of things that I have recently discovered I can do with my Apple Watch that I didn't know before, because there's been a series of those recently, hasn't there? Um, I just discovered the other day that you can you can use your Apple Watch as an Apple TV remote. There's a remote app in it. Yeah, I've, I've done that before. before. Yeah, it popped up at the weekend as well. Yeah, I've never prop. I've tried it obviously, but um, yeah, it's not bad. It, it it kind of it gets you out of a out of a sticky situation occasionally. Yeah, just just this weekend I, I discovered you could do that. Never knew about that. It does mean that your kid can also accidentally start doing stuff with your TV without you knowing about it. And it takes you ages to work out how they've done it, and then you realise they've been scrolling on your, your Apple Watch. Well, the, the the only annoying thing about it is that you can't press and hold the display button. So you know if you want to bring up the panel to look at your, your HomeKit cameras or change the connectivity of the of, of stuff that's attached to it so i mean in the evenings if mrs rob and i are watching telly we will put our we'll don our apple headphones and have them wirelessly but but when a new set of headphones connects via bluetooth to an apple tv the audio goes exclusively to those and you have to manually every time go back in yeah. so if i've put my airpods in and it's connected and then mrs rob puts her airpods max on I will get disconnected and the audio will go to her until you bring up that side panel, go into the settings and then enable both. And then it will stream the audio to both sets of headphones. But it it, it doesn't remember that for some reason. No. It's extraordinarily irritating. But anyway, during the course of that, I found that in order to bring that panel up, you need to press and hold the, the button that looks like a TV. 
which is present on the Apple Watch. But if you press and hold it, it doesn't work. I think it comes up automatically as well at some point. Because it, it did that for me over the weekend. Unless, again, maybe Harrison pressed it without me knowing. But I, I'm fairly sure I looked at my watch at some point and it had the, the remote on there, the TV remote on there. And I hadn't done anything with it. Interesting. I'm not sure what, what instigated that. But um, just very quickly, you mentioned that thing that, you know, choosing the audio sources, that's the exact same issue that you have with the HomePods. So if you have multiple HomePods, obviously like Sonos, you can stream them across the house, which is fantastic. And when you do that, it's it's very reliable. There's a little bit of a delay, which you've, you always tend to get, but it's barely perceivable. Um, but again, it doesn't seem to remember when you're playing or what, what configuration you've got set up in terms of that streaming. So if you've got it going through your HomePod mini and your, and your, and your, your kitchen HomePod, and then you come back the next the next day. It's completely forgotten that's what you were doing, or it does this really weird thing where it will start it will start playing things through your phone rather than through the home pods. It seems to get massively confused about where you want the content to be streamed to. It, it it's never nev- never seems to use its own brain to to do it for you. And uh, I don't know. It's not an easy thing. I mean, I'm, I've got no idea what I'm talking about. This cannot be an easy thing to solve at all. Having all these devices listening to you saying a certain phrase and having multiple devices throughout the house. It's got to be such a technical challenge, but it's just, I don't think Apple are dealing with it very well. Yeah. Well, I, I, the, the HomePod, the whole thing is just wrong, isn't it? So, I mean, the sound is okay, but it's not like class leading. You could get a much better active speaker and smartify that yep. via, you know, some other device. And... Yeah, just Siri is rubbish. And there is this new Sonos stuff, which I'm, I'm hopefully getting this week, which um, it looks, it's more expensive. Well, but that, that, that only supports she who should not be named, though. It does, yeah. So it doesn't support Google Assistant anymore due to changes that Google have made, which is a shame. It is a shame. Still better than Siri, though. And in theory, should sound better. So I'm, I'm a bit concerned, because you know at the moment in my kitchen, I've got like a, a glorious 15-inch Portal Plus, which has got... She should not be named on it, and I use it predominantly as a as a, a digital photo frame, but also setting timers and that sort of stuff in the kitchen, or playing music and that kind of thing. I'm a bit concerned about how much longer I'm prepared to have that on my home network because obviously Meta have killed the portal project completely, so it's not going to get security updates. It is a security risk essentially yep. so it needs to go but there's i don't know what i would replace it with because i don't think there's anything else out there that's quite that large with quite as big a display so i think i'm gonna quite seriously look at the pixel tablet with the the speaker docking station yeah yeah that they showed off at io do you remember that i do it's gone i don't think it's out yet i can't well, i I'm, I'm if it were out i'm sure i would know about it by now but i'm pretty sure that hasn't materialized i'd yet. really hope i knew about it <laughs> <laughs> being part of team pixel now they sent me a candle recently so they still know who i am <clears throat> which is um encouraging but oh, nice. that has gone quite quiet i think for some reason but yeah I'll, I'll i'll let you know when i hear about it obviously but it's um i'm really excited by that i think that's really interesting very very interesting yeah I mean, they're, they're, so Louise has just pointed out the Echo Show 15. So obviously I'm aware of the Echo Show 15. That's like a, a picture frame style one. Uh, but I don't think the audio would be as good because it's it's like it's literally a picture frame, isn't it? It's designed to be hung on a wall. Mm. And the thing about the Echo Shows that I've had before and the, the Portal Plus that I've got is they've actually got a pretty decent speaker. And they're not amazing, but they're good enough for having some tunes on in the background while you peel your carrots. So that's why I'm interested in that that Pixel tablet with the speaker dock. I think that might be the answer to my problems because just yeah, I don't, I can't. Siri is still not good enough for me to get involved. Although, although there will be apparently, or at least there is, uh, they've certainly been tr- testing it. A, a HomePod with a display, a seven-inch display, it's been pushed mm. back to next year now, apparently. But uh, it's it's good to know that it exists because that's something that I've been moaning about for ages, isn't it? I wonder if it's been pushed back because of Siri. I wonder if, I wonder if they, they, they know they've got to improve this. Mm. And with all the AI stuff around, it's, it's, that's even making it even more of a... Um, even more prevalent, really, that they do something with it. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting time, isn't it, for this stuff, for this home stuff. I think that Google dockable um, thing is going to be the start of something quite interesting, I think, really. Can't wait to check that out. Um, 
what else have we got on here in terms of news and stuff? Oh, the, 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 the wackiest thing I've seen recently is the Huawei watch buds. Have you seen that? What on earth are they? Never heard of these. This is, this is an Android smartwatch. And the face flips up. And underneath the face, there's a tiny pair of true wireless earbuds. Oh, wow. Why? <laughs> so that... It, it, well, it's fun, isn't it? I'll I, I put a link in there. There's yeah. a link in the show notes. Go and check that out. Let's have a look. Huawei watch buds. It look. I mean, it looks like a regular smartwatch, and then the lid flips up, and underneath the face, it's a pair of earbuds. It does look like an. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh wow. <laughs> so. Does, oh, okay. Interesting. They're very tiny buds, aren't they? I guess they you could lose them in your ears. Unless the watch is huge. It doesn't seem to be... I don't Amazing. think it'd be any bigger than an Apple Watch Ultra or the Galaxy Watch 5 Pro. Amazing. Is this available? Can you buy this now? You can buy this now, yeah. I love that these, these companies make this stuff. The stuff that Apple would never go anywhere near for a long time. It's just... Someone has an idea in a meeting and... and they have the um, the kind of audacity just to just say, yeah, let's have a go. Let's give it a bash. There's nothing saying that the market wants this. Has anyone ever asked for a smartwatch with some earbuds inside it? It'd be quite good just as a <clears throat> just as a backup, wouldn't it? Because we've totally. all left home without our AirPods or whatever, and, oh, and you've got to like endure a, a train journey into London or something with no tunes. It's it's sad. It's but brilliant. Go, oh, I've got something in my watch, haven't I? Yeah. Brilliant. They magnetise, they, they snap in place. It's just, I'm, I'm guessing as well, that there's, the watch charges them, does it possibly? Yeah. Um, it's a nice looking Crack. watch as well, isn't it? It looks, um, it's very nice looking actually. What's the damage? 450 quid. That's all right, isn't it? It's half the price of a, a, an Apple Watch Ultra. Oh, yeah. And you can't flip that open and put your AirPods in. I mean, <laughs> that'll be the next thing, won't it? There'll be some Air, <laughs> an AirPods version. Um, I love that. You, That's you, brilliant. You tempted to get one in or ask that they'll send you one? I could ask them. It's the problem with this stuff. As interesting as it is, um, unless you're Marquez Brownlee, it's very difficult to get the engagement on this stuff because people don't really know it exists. And people will watch a thousand videos about a MacBook Air, but if you put something genuinely interesting and different in front of them, you get a very tiny audience, which is annoying, to be completely mm. honest. But um, who knows? I love that. Though. That's, well, that's what this podcast is for, isn't it? This is, exactly. this is where you, you put all of the stuff that's... It's where all the interesting stuff do, is. Where all the interesting stuff that doesn't make any money. <laughs> exactly. Um, right, on that note, what, what have we got next? Uh, the, the, the S23 Ultra is mentioned again in here. <sighs> oh, the moon photo. We haven't talked about them. That happened actually in between us recording last time. Oh, well, that's, that's why my background is the moon. Which makes sense now. <laughs> Um, you, had you been wondering why has he got the, has he got the moon? <laughs> didn't cross my mind background. yeah well uh i so straight up i just don't care about this story at all i think i even mentioned it in fact i didn't know any, I, I kind of knew it was floating around i saw a few tweets and things about people you know sort of complaining about moon photos and um i just couldn't find it within me to to get any kind of interest going at all with it um, I'd you not find it just a little bit like disingenuous because they've the, it's really a really big part of their camera marketing or mm. you know the 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 promotion that they do around the camera system is that you know look at this photo of the moon that we took on our smartphone this is amazing except it didn't actually take it it just it's detected that you're looking at the moon and then has made it up how much is it making it up though is it, is it another kind of ai thing where it's just kind of filling in the blanks and improving it is that, is that, what, it's, is that it's, what it's doing it's, it's it's quite significant the amount of processing that's going on to fill in detail that doesn't there so the story is that someone t took a blurry photo of the moon put it on their computer display and then took a photo of the photo on their display using their samsung galaxy s23 and then magically there's like craters and stuff that weren't there before <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit disingenuous. I I agree. Um, I can't get that animated about it though. Really, it's it's just the moon. I mean, how many people take photos of the moon? If it was doing that with um, 
anything else, it would, and maybe it is, who knows, but if it was doing it of landmarks or people's faces, I mean, there's always been this, this kind of controversy around smoothing and beautifying people and all this crap, um, which I don't agree with. I think you should just, it should take a photo of you as you are, um, unless you decide to put a filter on, which is each person's own decision. Um, but unless it, the, the moon, the moon looks the same wherever, wherever you are. We, I think anyway, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, you know, what's his name? Carl Sagan. But, um, if you take a photo of the moon here, it will look the same as it looks in Brazil. So if they can help out with that and make it look more moon-like, then uh, fair enough. I, I don't know. It's, it's not enough of a thing to get me that angry, I don't think, really. But what, well, okay. But what you are concerned about is you, that that photo you shared the other day of Eddie and Harrison. Yes. Yeah, I had the perfect example, didn't I, of, of, a, of what's wrong with the S23 Ultra. The, the, the biggest issue with the S23 Ultra is no longer that chip. It's the, it's the photo. It's, the, it's the, um, the ability to take photos of, of kids and pets. And I had, a, I had a, an instance where they were both, so, <clears throat> excuse me, Eddie, the dog, and Harrison, the kid, uh, were sat next to each other. And they were, they were barely moving, really. I, th- I think Harrison was just kind of like swaying to one side or whatever, and Eddie was just lurching forward a little bit. And you, well, you saw the photo, it's just, it's so um, out of focus and blurred. And I, in fairness, I didn't compare it with the iPhone. I only had the, the, the Samsung on. On me at that I point. guarantee the iPhone would have would have nailed it. I think it would have done it. And I have thinking back, I have taken similar photos before with with either both of them or you know, separately uh, in the frame. And it's very rarely not sharp, to be honest. Um, yeah, it was really annoying because I, I was I was I wasn't trying to test it at all. I was it was a really nice moment. I thought I'm gonna capture that moment. What's the thing you have to hand? You have you have your phone to hand, don't you? And if that phone can't really deal with that kind of thing. And those moments, as you know, just happen like that and disappear and you're on to the next one, aren't you? Um, it's really frustrating. Yeah, that's that's the, the primary reason why I can't use it as my everyday. That's why I need... Because I, I, I just, I know, I know that the iPhone will get it right nine times out of ten. And you know, I, I know that the camera system is technically superior in the S23 Ultra and if you're, you're outside and the thing you're shooting is not moving or you're prepared to use... Um, manual controls or you know you want to shoot in the just completely bonkers 200 megapixel raw mode and where you could just get have you have you done any of those i haven't yet no i've not done that i've not i've not done 8k video either i've got i need to do those two things i mean just the the normal 4k video isn't as good as iphone so there's no point in doing the 8k is there it's not going to be any better but no, those, those 200 megapixel photos when you crop in and you look at the amount of detail that's available it is completely insane but yeah i i need to take photos of my kids for yes. those moments that will never happen again and so i need that camera system that will do get it right nine times out of ten yep and the iphone does so so I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do with it because in all other respects, I I do I really enjoy using this S23 Ultra. I mean, it's, when I, you know when I'm doing the show notes and we're looking at stuff on the on on Notion or uh, you know the Discord I use when I'm on on the Discord, I usually do that from the S23 Ultra. I pretty much do everything on this S23 Ultra except take photos. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, such a great it's, phone. It's a, it is. It's it is superb. But yeah, I can't I can't make it my one true device. Yeah, weirdly, I've I've got two YouTuber mates who have both made the switch. Um, Alex, Alex from Alex Gear and Tech, and Pete Matheson. They've both they're do both. They, do they not have guys. kids? Or do they have they older do. Kids yeah, well, yeah, they are. In fairness, that's. Pro- I, was, I was thinking that it's, it's probably the case that their kids are older. Uh, I'm not sure how old they are, but they're, they're not toddlers anyway. They're, they're probably a little little bit more sort of compliant when it comes to taking photos. Um, but yeah, they've both very recently decided to... I think Alex has even sold his iPhone 14 Pro Max and gone straight in with the S23 Ultra, and Pete's done a similar thing. So what? They've gone oh, for it. We, we need to get him on here. We need to We do. Words. I was thinking that. We will get him on. In fact, we, there's, there's three. We need to get Alex, we need to get Patrick Rambles on, and we need to get Pete Matheson. We'll, we'll do... Not not at the same time. That could be a, be interesting, but it would be a hell of an edit. Um, we'll get them on at some stage. But um, yeah, they've gone for it, and... I mean, funnily enough, I've gone back to the Fold 4 for a bit because I need to do some more testing with that, um, which I still think is a fantastic uh, device. But, uh, yeah, I, it's just so annoying with the S23 Ultra and that. It's just that camera. And no matter what you say about it, 
you'll get the the S23 Ultra fans immediately coming down on you about that saying no you can fix it in the in settings somewhere you can use this app i think you've mentioned a few apps that you can use um but that's not the point it should work straight out of the box and it doesn't unfortunately mm. next year maybe um right oh, on the subject of cameras yes you've heard that amazon is shutting down dp review no that's D- dp as in digital photography not your other favorite dp <laughs> <laughs> Might need to explain that. <laughs> it's probably best that I don't. <laughs> if you know, you know. But yeah, that's sh- they're shutting it down, which is, <sighs> I don't know, I, the amount of camera advice that I've got from that site over the 25-odd years or something that it's been around. I didn't know Amazon, is, owned, they owned it, did they? I, I don't know. I, I missed the whole thing when they bought it. All I know is that they've shut it down. And I, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with all of the... Yeah, nearly 25 years they've been around. I wow. don't know uh, oh, I don't no. know what's going to happen to all of that historical information. Yeah. Cuz there's yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of reviews and and photography um you know knowledge that could potentially be lost. I wonder they, why. Uh, I wonder why it's I wonder why they're getting shot of it. I mean that suggests that it's not either not getting the traffic it used to get or just doesn't make sense financial and business sense to keep it running which is a real shame i mean uh, unfortunately i guess that's going to impact a few people's livelihoods and their jobs which is terrible but um i wonder if it says something about the camera industry possibly who knows that's a fair point isn't it actually because i mean i've i've got i mean it's a bit old now but my a6300 very rarely comes out now because uh, I can get f- good enough photos out of my phone. So I guess that's probably where it's at, isn't it? Yeah, and phones are getting... I mean, sorry, cameras are getting to the... St- well, they, they got to the stage a little while ago where they're just... They're all very good. I think someone... Who was it? I think it was uh, funny if um, old uh, Pete McKinnon, Peter McKinnon said yeah, that you can't buy a bad camera these days. They're all... They're all really good. And funnily enough, I've got two... They, they, for some reason, they haven't collected them yet, but I've got two from Sony. I've got the A7R... Uh, what's it a7r5 the most recent r version um and also the a7 mark IV, um and there's there's two years between those two cameras possibly and um quite significant uh, differences in capabilities one's got a you know 60 megapixel sensor whatever and it can do 8k video and stuff like that and the other one is you know, a bit less but um side by side if you take the same photo with the same lens they look identical even cropping in um they're just they're fabulous and there's a, there's a big difference between those cameras and cameras from i don't know five or six years ago you know if you look at the the a7s2 that i've got here that's a fairly terrible camera compared to these new ones but the new ones are just amazing and you don't have to really know what you're doing with them to get a decent shot out of them um but but like you say it's a faff and i was enjoying walking around with that kind of 50 mil setup with it a, a couple of weeks ago but it is it's bulky it's you know you have to edit all the photos afterwards and yeah otherwise you just pick up your phone don't you and unless it's the s23 ultra and, and capture whatever whatever's happening in front of you so maybe that is a, a kind of a a reason dp a deep review how do you even pronounce it, it is dp review it's, it's isn't d- it? dp it's not isn't deep it? review. digital photography <laughs> review yeah. dp review um I've referred to that site loads for for specs yeah. and things all the time. It's just it's the go-to place, isn't it? And yeah, it's it's going. Sad times. Well, I hope the people that work for it find something very quickly. And maybe well, they, yeah. Well, they've got a YouTube channel, and the, the presenters on that have already set up their own ah, new channel. So oh, they'll be fine. They're, they're, yeah, the, the sort of experts will still be floating around somewhere. Yeah, they'll be fine in that case. But uh, yeah, that's sad times. That's a sad thing to to end the podcast on. But we probably do need to. End it here, because we need to get this one edited quite quickly and out so people don't think we've vanished forever. That's true. Well, when, when, when's this going to go out? Tomorrow, hopefully. So I've, I've readied, I've kind of prepped the uh, the editor. He's all, uh, he was ready to do the one for Saturday, obviously, and then I had to let him yeah. know that he's, he's had the Friday night off. Um, so yeah, it's hopefully tomorrow, all being well. And then we'll be back on our normal cadence from next week with our special guest, he who shall not be named until next week. Um, oh well okay well if this is going out tomorrow then we do need to mention the Insta360 event that's happening on the 29th we do yep so uh, they've got a new product coming out they do they're going to be launching it on the 29th Uh, they've got like a teaser trailer 
it looks to be some kind of smartphone gimbal like the DJI Osmo mm. um, which is already a it was just you know brilliant device I'm really curious to see what insta360 do with that category of product assuming it is that I might have got it completely wrong but that's what it looks like to me have you seen the teaser trailer I have yeah Whatever yeah. it is, I, I'll be getting one. So, um, not unfortunately for the for the embargo, but I will be I will be getting one. So, um, they're gonna be sending one across. But they've been very tight lipped about it. It's very uh, hush hush. Yeah. Whatever it is. So, um, so yeah. So, be so if you're listening to this tomorrow or today, for you now, yep. if you're listening to yeah, look out for that Insta three because I just I've loved everything they've made. They're brilliant. So I'm super yeah. excited. Yeah, they make some f- superb stuff. Right, anyway, let's leave it there, Rob, and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week, fully recorded and uh, with our guest. <laughs> Hopefully. Cross your fingers. Cheers. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>